Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. Yet we can't deny that we do face a number of challenges when it comes to financial issues and our retirement income, and that's why today's show promises to be incredibly helpful. Our guest, Tom Shepard, is a certified financial planner who specializes in helping his clients understand their personal financial nature, and how this impacts their decisions when it comes to money and investments. He has just published, believe me, what I term a truly fascinating book entitled Money Isn't Everything, Everything is Money. And believe me, it's highly readable and a totally different approach to managing your finances and finding out about your own relationship to money. I can't wait to hear what the author himself has to say. So welcome, Tom. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, we had a chance to chat before we went on air, and I told, I confess to you, I if I were at the library or at a bookstore, I wouldn't necessarily gravitate toward books on finance. <laughs> because, But this is for the general public like me, an enjoyable read and takes a totally different and truly personal approach to Money Matters. So congratulations on producing a book that is relatable and actually fun for the general public to read. I'm glad you said fun because um, one of the key characters in my life who helped me discover this stuff was my daughter. And, um, you know, early on in life, her her desire to have fun um, played a prominent role in in figuring out everything that, that ended up going into this book. She's now 24 and, you know, still, you know, her, her, her desire in life is to have fun. Well, and I, I would say that that's a pretty good one. <laughs> and how nice of her to help her dad and make this this wonderful book fun. And again, as I said, highly readable. Uh, and I, like I just mentioned in the, the intro, your approach to looking at financial decision-making, it's so different. So before we get into the book itself, do you mind sharing a little bit about how your background, maybe your daughter's background, led you to an understanding to how you were able to identify these distinct financial personalities and how it differ, uh, we approach money differently? Yeah, I mean, I... I Right in the beginning of the book, I talk about when my two daughters, I have, a, I have two daughters and a son, and when the first two were were born, they were 22 months apart. Um, and right out of the gate, they were so different. Um, their energies were different. Their mannerisms were different. And um, I was also training young advisors at the same time, and I was seeing what a huge role personality um, played. But with my kids, it was like, wait, they were hardwired this way. And, um, you know, they were born this way. And, and, and that was sort of the, the initial kernel to trying to figure out if people um, uh, and the way they relate to money was, was like a natural thing going back to the womb. <laughs> really? 
Well, and I want to get to these uh, distinct, there's seven of them. There's a lot of sevens in this book, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But you also yeah. bring up that, you know, like the, the, the title of the book is Money is Everything or Isn't Everything. Everything is money. And you talk about four currencies, which I thought was really interesting. So tell us a little bit about the four currencies. Yeah, when I was when I was trying to help twenty something year old advisors go out and meet with fifty year old people and help them connect to the issues that they might be having uh, around money and finance, um, we kind of sat around one day and we said, "What do people value? They value time, they value health, they value relationships, and they value stuff." And so those are the four currencies. And what we talked about was you trade time and energy to get money so you can buy some things to help you have the kind of relationship you want to have with life. Um, so why are you in this person's house? Is it because they, they really want you to help them with their money or do they um, not have time or energy for it? Um, or are you trying to basically be a counselor and help bridge the gap between two people who relate to it differently? Um, and if they could figure out which one of those was the reason they were there, um, you'd walk away with a with a new client almost every single time. You are really, and I thought what was interesting too, and I am a woman of a certain age, but the currencies, the focus on currencies or the value we take with each of these currencies differs over time a lot. And as we age, I think, and I'm speaking not only for myself, but a lot of people, of course, health, which we used to take for granted as a young person, uh, takes on a different meaning to us. And also, I think relationships and time. Uh, stuff, not so much. You know, we want to have stuff to make ourselves comfortable, but it's not the accumulation phase. So it's interesting how all these identify, and you say these represent our purpose. Yeah, and Early early in life, you have one kind of a purpose, and then you grow into a different one. Later on, you might discover a new one. And, and so it's, you know, our, our purpose for being on this planet kind of goes through different stages. Um, and how you use your time and your energy and your money to relate to each stage Um you know, these are the things that human beings kind of have in common. I know we have a lot of differences, um, and, and they've never been more stark. Um, but, but to me, the things we have in common and how each of us are kind of wired to relate to them, that can help us not only see the things we have in common, but understand how we arrive at our differences. Well, and talking about what we have in common uh, or, or, or our differences, you have identified, and I thought this was so interesting, seven financial natures. And these, mm-hmm. like you you know, were referencing your children, you consider to be hardwired in each of us. So uh, <laughs> I know this is a lot to ask. Do you have like a one or two sentence, you know, description of maybe each of the seven financial natures? Or just it's, tell us sure. about some of them. Yeah, the first the first thing that I observed was that I had one child who was, um, you know, very empathetic. The other less so one loved spending money. The other one hated spending money. Um, and 
So eventually I, I kind of drew on a board what I thought the different relationships with money would be. And, and so I'll just run through them real quick. You have spender, earner, saver, investor, lever, giver, and taker. Um, and so my oldest daughter, she has amazing VHS horror movie collection. She's 24, right? VHS, really? Why? Because they only cost like a buck. And so that's a way to, to illustrate that spending is not bad. Some people are actually really, really, really good at it. Um, and my other daughter is a saver. She, she doesn't like to spend her money. And she would have like buyer's remorse every time she, she, she would, you know, she'd buy a pair of pants and be like, yeah, I don't like them. I want to take them back. Um, <laughs> so, so Sydney's now learning to save and Kira's now learning to spend. They're learning from each other. Um, but we're also having conversations about how to um, save and invest so that your money is earning more. Um, uh, my spender daughter was um, on Reddit and definitely involved in this whole GameStop thing. Uh, she was fascinated by it. Um, and so we have this opportunity to learn how to be the other things that we aren't naturally so that we can develop maybe a second nature for one of the other, um, one of the other uh, skills and relationships we have to have with money. And again, money is not, you know, that money is part of that currency. So, you know, you've got so many definitions for money I, I, that I just thought, like you say, money is everything. Uh, but I, I thought, and then briefly, I want to get into, you have a lot of, you've got seven financial natures, seven financial levels, seven financial states, seven spiritual laws. Seven is part of a lot of the matrix that you you developed and defined about how, you know, we as people can relate to the various sevens. So tell us why set the number seven so important. Um, you know, when we, when we look at the energy that we bring to life, um, sometimes it's reactive. Um, Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's satisfying. Sometimes it's relaxing or enjoyable or, or it's easy or we're filled with passion. And so those, those different energy levels, um, those are something people who are into um, yoga might understand as the seven chakras. Um, so there's kind of a, a, a natural pattern and it shows up in seven colors in the rainbow or seven musical notes. Um, and so to see this natural pattern play itself out with our money, um, that was, that was something, um, that a, that a friend of mine was like, you know, I was into this whole concept of spiral dynamics, but they didn't have, uh, a rule of seven around money. And I said, well, now there is one. <laughs> She's like, what do you Absolutely, mean? Absolutely, <laughs> Well, and, and like I say, I mean, it, the book itself is so rich. It's complex, but it also is very, like I say, relatable and uh, uh, 
an interesting and, like I mentioned, fun read because as you go through it, you're discovering more and more about yourself. And I identified my nature, uh, but I and I thought too, you also had like strengths and then you had weaknesses. Boy, where you're spot on with some of my weaknesses. So it's just great. So it it really uh, is is a wonderful look at it you know, how our, our lives in general, but also our personal financial natures and how we do relate to money and things and the various currencies. I believe uh, when we were talking before, you said you took our assessment and got giver. And um, I had I had a woman who took giver. Uh, she took the assessment. She got giver. She took it seven times. And... Um, I, I asked her, I said, why are you taking it so many times? And you keep getting the same answer. You keep giving giver. What is unsatisfying about the answer? She's like, I'm not a giver. She's like, I, I don't have any money to give. And I said, well, is that because you give away your time and your energy and your knowledge and your expertise and you don't charge appropriate for it? So, And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's true. I don't have money because I haven't figured out how to convert my other currencies into money. Wow. Well, that I neglected to mention. You have a link. I think it's Chapter 2, page 27, if I'm right, uh, where you can uh, readers can uh, go to that website, take a, mm-hmm. an assessment, and help them discover which one of the categories, which one of those sevens they fit best with. Uh, and then also, too, um, like other personality-style assessments, it's not that we don't have, you know, elements of other of the other financial uh, natures in us, It's but we just have have one that's predominant isn't that right Tom yeah you know it's not right-handed versus left-handed it's more nuanced than that um, and so that's why you need an assessment um, is, is to kind of tease out um, what words you prefer to use to talk to yourself about money um, those those are the words that you go to over and over and over again and so that's your 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 more most dominant neural pathway is 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 um, made stronger by the words you use to talk to yourself. Um, and so if we can teach you to use other words, then you can strengthen those other neural pathways. Um, and you know, in baseball, we'd say you could become a switch hitter. Um, yeah. By developing that that other muscle memory um, and it's never well, Tom, too late I have to say to learn it and do something about it yeah and I uh, I found this tool a book to be such a great tool to understand myself my own motivations better but we've only got a couple minutes left but I want to hear from you as the author what do you want your readers to take away from money isn't everything I think the most important um, thing that comes out of this is, um, you know, if I want to have a healthy relationship with myself and other people. I need to be aware of myself. And one of the things we haven't mentioned is how many images there are in this book and the images create like this picture and this context for seeing how the way I am exists within this greater context. And if you then are interacting with somebody who's different than you, you can appreciate the validity of their 
point of view. And maybe instead of just tolerating each other, we would understand each other better. And, and that would just foster better communication. And um, instead of doing battle with each other, we'd learn to collaborate. Wow, Tom. Well, you have ended the podcast on a very high note. This has been a fascinating conversation for me. And as I said, the book is amazing. It truly is an exploration of everything because everything is money. (laughs) Very loosely (laughs) spoken. But thank you, Tom, for sharing not only your time and your insights and your expertise, but this fascinating new take on what is truly an important topic. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show and giving me the opportunity to talk about the book. Really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate it too. And for you listeners out there, please check out Tom's book. Again, it's Money Isn't Everything, Everything Is Money. You're going to find a, a play on words here, wealth of information, but a lot of real <laughs> self, uh, self-discovery. self uh, You're going to learn more about yourself, your values, uh, which is another way maybe of putting your personal currencies, and how you can use money to re-energize your dreams and follow your bliss in later life. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.